Another week, and here we are again as we get ready for the second week of the West Virginia high school football postseason. A uh, big West Virginia football game this week versus Texas, and a little recap of a disappointing start to the West Virginia basketball season after their loss against Texas A&M. I am Matthew Cooper alongside John Fisher. How's it going, Matthew? It's going good, John. I'm ready for the uh, quarterfinals, quarterfinal rounds of this West Virginia postseason. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. It will be. Uh, also, big something big for this episode. We have a, we're going to be joined by Freddie Canary of South Harrison, a running back who has over 2,000 rushing yards this season. He's also a track star, uh, one of the best players in the state. Who will is certainly a finalist for the Kennedy Award. We'll get we'll get to that interview when we're when we're on single A. But we're going to start with AAA here, and we're going to start with the first, the one seed, Huntington, who has to host number nine seed, Hurricane, this Saturday night. These two teams matched up earlier this year in October. Huntington won that game 34-14. to Jaden Hayes ran for a school record that night. And last week, Huntington took care of business versus a 16 seed South Charleston. Luke's a band through for three TDs. Jaden Hayes, another Kennedy Award finalist. Added three TDs in their 44 to 14 victory, but Hurricane they sure were impressive last week as well as they made the five-hour trip to the Eastern Panhandle and throttled Hedgesville 52-21. Nathan Roy, quarterback for Hurricane, did lead that game. That's why I think Coach Jeremy Taylor decided for the Saturday night time slot just to get his uh, team as healthy as it can possibly be for this big matchup versus Huntington. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh... Hurricane, they they really proved me uh, wrong. I picked Hedgesville, as you recall, and and you said that that was a, a dumb pick, but you understood it at the time uh, after uh, my argument. But uh, this is going to be a, a tough matchup, and I I was actually there for the last time that Hurricane played Huntington, uh, and uh, even though it was it was the scoreboard indicated that that it was somewhat close in the in the first half, it felt all Huntington, and and I think it's going to be tough for. Uh, the Highlanders to uh, lose this game. If, if they lose it, it will be because they lost themselves, not because Hurricane beat them. Well, Hurricanes coaching staff, uh, Coach Taylor and Coach Pratt, the defensive coordinator, sure have to find a scheme to slow down Jaden Hayes, who ran all over them in that first matchup. But Hurricane, they have players. They they can put up points, as you saw last week, and have seen throughout this whole season. They you uh, whenever team people talk about Hurricane, they talk about their huge victory over Spring Valley, who's the four seed and still in this playoff, and so they have potential to beat these good teams. It's just they're going to need to play a perfect game and then take advantage of all of Huntington's mistakes if they do have those errors in this game. But John, let's hear what, let's hear your pick. Well, uh, yeah, I, I got to go with the top seed Huntington to remain undefeated. I, the, I know that Hurricane's your team. That if there's a team that's going to make noise uh, and upset somebody, it's Hurricane. But uh, I, I don't see any way that the Highlanders lose this game. All right. Well, I'm going to go agree with you here. I think Huntington, until uh, Hurricane proves me wrong, until they can show that they can stop Jaden Hayes in this Huntington offense, I think that. It's going to be a close game for much of it, but I think Jaden Hayes is a very talented player, and Huntington slips by and beats Hurricane. But Hurricane's going to be right there with him the entire game, I feel like. The winner of that game is going to face the winner of this game. That's Spring Valley versus Cowell Midland. Therefore, an MSAC team 
is guaranteed a spot in Wheeling this year. Uh, this matchup is the four seed Spring Valley versus the twelve seed Cowell Midland. This these two teams also played at the beginning or in the regular season. Spring Valley winning fifty six to twenty eight. Midland's another one of those teams that traveled all the way to the Eastern Panhandle last week, and they beat Musselman twenty eight to eighteen. Their talented duo of Ivan Vaughn and and Duncan. Ran for both ran for over 135 yards, and then Spring Valley used their stingy defense last week to beat GEW 31 to zero. Grant Wells only threw for 95 yards in that game. I think uh, Cal Midland's going to be a little bit tougher test for Spring Valley on for their offense or for Spring Valley's defense. I think they're going to put up points, and I think this is going to be a much closer matchup than it was in the regular season. Uh, Spring Valley is a very good team. With a good defense and a talent, you know they're rushing uh, attack. And then Midland also with their duo of Avon and Duncan. I'm going to go with a high-scoring game here, but I think still Spring Valley is going to come out on top. I think they just right now have Midland's number, and I think they're going to get the victory. Yeah. Uh, Midland was my team that if there was going to be a nine-seater lower to, to make some noise, I, I picked them. But, man, I think we both picked Midland to beat Spring Valley earlier in the year, and and uh, Spring Valley doubled their score. So they really proved me wrong. Spring Valley has proved me wrong a couple times because I also picked Capital to beat them. And, and so they were very deserving of the four seed. And, and although I like Midland, Spring Valley is, is very legit this year. And, and they're a threat to be taken seriously. So I think that in it being home, I think that uh, Spring Valley is, is going to get the victory. Moving on to the bottom half of the AAA bracket, number two, Martinsburg. Versus number 10, John Marshall. John Marshall last week dominated the 7 seed Parkersburg on the ground in their upset victory, rushing for 485 yards. And their reward for that, now they have to do it versus Martinsburg defense, who did not give up. They held Morgantown to negative yardage last week and did not give up a single first down. And their offense was dominant as well. Dwayne Grantham ran for three scores and Tyson Baggett threw for three. And their 61-0 victory over the Mohegans. And really, there's, there's much, not much else to say. Martinsburg is just very a very, very good football team. And I think they win big here against John Marshall. Yeah, well, week in and week out, you always see, and year in, year out, you always see Martinsburg just absolutely crushing it. So, uh, And I think we both picked uh, Parkersburg last week, correct? Yeah, so we we both picked Parkersburg to, and but John Marshall got a very convincing win. Uh, they they dominated that game, uh, but going on the road at Martinsburg, I don't think this game needs much analysis. You have uh, Kennedy Award finalist Tyson Baggett, uh, and and he's only played like the first half of a couple games. I mean, he he's hardly played all four quarters. I don't know if if he'll play all four quarters this game. I think Martinsburg rolls. Credit to John Marshall, though. They were certainly impressive last week in their victory over Parkersburg. Uh, the last game in AAA is a very, very interesting game, matchup, and that's number three University hosting number six Capital Friday night. Last week, Capital was all Kerry Martin, who ran for, or ran for two touchdowns, threw for three more in their 63-21 to victory over Wheeling Park. Uh, University started slow. But in the second half, they dominated in their 37 to 7 victory over Spring Mills. And John, this was a this has been a discussion pretty much every week on this podcast. Is University legit? Um, they're 10 and 0, or now 11 and 0 after their first round victory. So they've done all they can. Uh, but now they got to 
their toughest match of the season, and that's Capital. And this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a very good game. Um, but I think Kerry. I don't know how University is gonna slow down Kerry Martin in that Capital offense. I like Capital Capital in a in a good game here. Uh, but I like them to travel to Morgantown and get the victory over University. Yeah, uh, this. So you're sticking with your Final Four and Triple A no adjustments. Yep, same Final Four, same Final Four I had last week. Okay. Uh, well, um, I think I'm gonna stick with my Final Four and go University. And uh, it's hard. I mean, you look at you look at University's schedule, and I understand the argument of who have they played. I mean, and who have they beaten? They're 11-0 for a reason. Although a couple close games that they maybe could have lost, should have lost, but didn't. So they're they're a very good team, and and like you said, week in and week out, you're like, are they legit? And this this right here uh, will uh, will show how successful their season is. I hate to say, wow, they're eleven and zero, but you know it, it hasn't been a successful season because obviously that. But it's just you have so many people that are skeptical, uh, and and I I think that they're just going to prove everybody wrong and get a very convincing win against Capital. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, friends of the podcast, Coach John Kelly and Amir Richardson, and uh, stick with the University. Yeah, uh, if University does pull out that victory Friday night, they their their haters or critics will be silenced, and that's that's going to be a great program victory if they do win for Coach Kelly and University. Moving on to Double A now. Starting out again with the one seed Mingo Central, who last week had a very convincing victory over Robert C. Bird, winning seventy-six to forty. The Miners scored on eleven of their twelve possessions in that game. Uh, Dylan totaled five hundred ninety yards. Uh, it was a school record for most points that they've ever had. This week they played Liberty Harrison. Liberty Harrison, the eight seed. Gave up a TD to Nicholas County in their first drive, and then after that it was all Liberty Harrison, and they won the game 27-7. Dalton Westfall ran for more than 200 yards in that game. So I think Liberty Harrison is going to be able to put up points versus Mingo Central. The last two weeks, Mingo Central's given up 40 and 50, but Mingo Central's offense has also been unreal. Um, they haven't lost this year. They didn't lose last year. But so uh, I think Liberty or Mingo Central wins this game, very high scoring in the fifties. But uh, Mingo Central can't go against Jeremy Dillon. Yeah, uh, also a uh, Kennedy Award winning finalist, uh, and w- won it last year. Mingo Central uh, staying hot, picking up where they left off. Obviously, uh, surprised about their defense. I wonder if it's just offense firing at. Uh, such a high level that their defense just doesn't care or if their defense is that sloppy. So that's a little bit concerning when it, when it's going to get to uh, the Final Four because I, I am picking them to win. I, I think that they they uh, keep rolling, but uh, that's something to watch for, see how that defense does. So Liberty Harrison, yeah, it, uh, I expect them to put up points until Mingo Central can prove that they can stop somebody. So, yeah, give me, give me Jeremy Dillon and Mingo Central for this week. Okay, moving on to four, the four seeds, Fairmont Senior versus the five seed Wayne in a game Saturday afternoon. Wayne had to use a or used a huge fourth quarter to put away Sissonville last week, and Fairmont Senior used their dominant defense to take care of Kaiser. This game's going to be very interesting. Wayne, Wayne is a good team, but Fairmont Senior's defense, uh, led by Stills, 
is just, I think, too much for Wayne. And I think Fairmont Senior wins this game around like 24 to 14, something like that. Yeah. Oh, Wayne's a very good five seed. Uh, it's just, it's kind of unfortunate for them that the first four seeds are are very very good. Are are uh, I think the double A the top four is the uh, hardest one to pick. I think they're all uh, have a case for being the top overall team. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna stick with Fairmont Senior here, especially at being home. Um, but yeah, uh, Dante Stills, the West Virginia commit. Uh, I, I obviously expect him to have a very big game. Uh, and Fairmont Senior, their their only loss, and it was uh, by two points, was to uh, number three in Triple A University. So uh, that that they're proven to be a very good team. Wayne Wayne's still a very good team, but I, I got to go with Senior. All right, next up, we're moving to the bottom half of the Double A bracket. Bluefield versus Point Pleasant. These two teams matched up back in October. Bluefield, in a game that both John and I picked Point Pleasant to win, Bluefield shut us up and beat them 42-13. to Bluefield last week beat Braxton County 46-14. Point Pleasant took care of business versus Philip Barber in a 63-14 to victory. Uh, you know, I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I-, I picked Point Pleasant in the regular season in this matchup. I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to go with Bluefield here to get the victory on Saturday over Point Pleasant. Yeah. Uh, so Point Pleasant right now, I'm sure they're they're going to be on a on a big stage and they're going to be looking for uh, a, a chance to redeem themselves. Well, so am I. Uh, like you said, we both picked Point Pleasant. Bluefield absolutely destroyed. Let me redeem myself. Go in Bluefield. Won't get it wrong this time. Bluefield wins handedly. All right. And the final game of Double A, the three seed Bridgeport, who last week was led by Jake Bowen, who ran for 190 yards and also had a kick return for a TD and their 35 to 12 victory over Weir, versus the 11 seed Winfield. My pick, or both of our picks, to be the dark horse of Double A. Uh, last week, you, we were talking about their offense all of last week, but last week their defense showed up. James Monroe only imagined. Managed 78 yards in Winfield's 29-0 upset victory. And, John, we talk about how good these double-A teams are. But, you know, I'm, I got to pick an upset. I've been too chalk. Winfield's playing some good football both sides of the ball. And, you know what? I'm picking them to travel to Bridgeport and get this victory. Andrew Huff and that offense can put up points. And last week their defense proved they can stop people. So, I'm going Winfield here over Bridgeport in an upset victory. Yeah, uh, Winfield was both of our. Uh, so you did change your final four. I changed uh, my final four for this, but you know, yes. going with the upset. Yeah, Winfield was both of our teams. That if there's going to be a nine seed or lower to uh, uh, shake up the bracket, it would be Winfield. So uh, I understand the pick completely, uh, but I have no problem picking chalk. Uh, I like being correct more than picking upsets. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna stick with Bridgeport. Although Winfield is is playing very well, uh, I I gotta go with Bridgeport. I mean, their only loss was to the four seed uh, in Double A. Bridgeport's a three seed uh, by four to Fairmont Senior. Uh, they they've just been playing uh, spectacular lately. So is Winfield. But being home, uh, they got everything going for them. Uh, give me Bridgeport. So there are Triple A and Double A picks. Uh, before we get into our single A picks, let's get to our interview with. Star running back of South Harrison, Freddie Canary. 
Canary last week ran for 368 yards and five touchdowns in their 58 to 19 victory over Richwood. And John, this guy, he's talented, he's fast, and his numbers are crazy. Ran for over 2,000 yards this year, and you know he's been impressive all season, leading South Harrison to their 10 and one record. Yeah, uh, another another Kennedy finalist here. Uh, glad to have him on the show. Everybody can now. Uh, start to hear his story and and everything that he has to say about what they've done. All right, let's get to it. Hey, Freddie, uh, it's Matt from Take Me Home Sports Podcast. I'm joined here by John. Hey, how are you guys? How are you, Freddie? Uh, hey, good. Good. So, first thing I want to say is. Heck of a season so far. Your your numbers are ridiculous. 203 carries, 2,027 yards, and 38 total touchdowns. Coming into the season, did you expect this kind of uh, individual success? Uh, Well, not no, not really. I didn't think I had 2,000 yards on the field. I mean, it was definitely a goal, but, you know, I definitely think, yeah, I set my goals high, but, yeah, I definitely think this would actually happen. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. I mean, you're you look at the Kennedy Award race. You're right there. If you get that award, what kind of honor would that be for you? I mean, that would be the most biggest honor. Like, yeah, that'd be crazy if I won it. A lot more than you describe, honestly. Now, Freddie, everybody knows that you're uh, a beast in football, but uh, I'm sure more people are discovering that. Uh, your track times and that you set some state records this past year. Uh, so, what what sport do you choose? Would you choose to play at college between track and football? Uh, I get that question a lot. Um, you know, right now I'm just you know keeping my options open and I'm just gonna probably take my best offer, whatever my best offer is. I'm gonna take because I don't know. I, I love both sports equally. So I mean, it's just really hard to choose between the two. Okay. Uh, what's your true forty time in football? Uh well, my freshman year I timed a four four on the field, and since then I haven't really timed yet. So I have not timed since freshman year, but four four freshman year. That's impressive. That's impressive. Oh, what, really? what has now everybody that follow has followed uh, South Harrison football knows the duo of uh, Thunder and Lightning and you losing your Thunder of Cam Barnett. What, uh, how has that impacted the team and how have you guys responded to that adversity? Well, the first week, you know, everyone in the locker room was down. I was out, had a broken hand. So, you know, everyone was really emotional that week. I felt like I really wasn't there that week. I was just laying at home because I was all upset about it too, but uh, got back and everyone seems to be perking up a little bit day by day and then just not having him it really does suck it's a huge loss to our team but we gotta focus on the next coming game yeah uh, so coming off the victory last week over Richwood how's your team's um, what's the team's mindset right now Stalwin so that's our mindset we gotta stop their run you know, they're a pretty balanced offense, so if we take care of, you know, their good receivers, stop their run, I think we'll be just fine. What's what's the uh, preparation for Wheeling Central this week? They, they're a good team. They do have four losses, but 
they're I think they're pretty underrated. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they definitely are underrated. They are a very good football team. A lot of people aren't giving as much credit as they deserve, but you know, practice we've been high tempo. We have a lot of energy this week. We're most certainly ready for it. We just been waiting for this game since last week because we knew when the brackets got scheduled, we knew we were going to end up facing them. We just been ready since. What are the goals the rest of the way? Knowing that your one loss this year is East Hardy, they're on the other side of the bracket. I, I know you don't want to look ahead, but are you hoping to face them again, get some revenge? Oh, well, yeah, it really does. It doesn't matter. If we do face them. We'll take care of business this time. But I feel like we just weren't ready last game, you know, with me and Cam going out and didn't really have the backup plan for when that happened. So, yeah, if we face them again, it will, it will be awesome. But if we don't, then it will, I guess. We just got to take one game at a time right now. Uh, now, Freddie, you mentioned earlier that you uh, had broke your hand. And last week you played with a club on it, right? Oh, yeah, I've been playing with the club the last few games. Oh, what's that been like? Uh, Well, first game was a little, you know, a little different. I was very nervous about how it was actually going to play out, like, wasn't sure how it was going to go, but I didn't feel any. I didn't feel any pain, and I ran the ball. I think just fine. Just it gets a little tough at times to hold on to the ball, but I'll figure a way to toughen that out. Now, South Harrison has never uh, won a state championship, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, what would that mean? Like, you guys are obviously in a good position, but to win South Harrison's first state championship. I think our community would be wild. Like, that's the first thing I would think after we'd won. I'd be like, holy crap, everyone is going to be crazy. At West Milford and Law Street area, just to bring a state championship back to the area would be awesome for the community and our fans and friends. It would just, just mean the world to us. Freddie, you say that it's going to be crazy if uh, you all win the state championship, but tell me how it is right now. You guys are having so much success already up to this point. Well, how's the community coming around the football team? Um, you know, they're, they got our backs. They're always there cheering us on there at every game. You know, even at RCB, 20-degree weather, the fans are full up there. You know, they're just always there for us. So. They got our back. They're behind us on this push to the state championship game. So, we know we got them. So, I think we'll be all right. All right. Once again, we're joined by Freddie Canary of South Harrison, one of the Kennedy Award finalists, uh, leading number two South Harrison in class single A, to a 10-1 record so far this season, playing Wheeling Central this week. Uh, good luck, Freddie. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you. Uh, good luck this year in football and then in the upcoming track season. Thank you, sir. You go on. Thanks, Freddie. All right, take care. Canary, a football and track star, man. He just You can tell he just loves to play or participate in both sports, and he's enjoying it, and He's definitely ready. He's ready to get going this Friday versus Wheeling Central. You know, John, we I've I've been on or middle of the season. You got me on the South Harrison bandwagon, and since I've been on it, I haven't been off. Wheeling Central upset Cameron last week. We both picked that game, I, I believe. Uh, they beat them thirty-four to twenty. Curtis McGee had a good game, running for one hundred sixty-eight yards and two TDs. But you know, South Harrison, I think, is just too much to handle with Canary. He's got the club, but he's still he's still uh, putting up huge numbers, as you saw last week. So I can't go against South Harrison right now, and I expect Freddie Canary to have another big game.
yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna stick with South Harrison too. Uh, my uh, single way champ, and obviously hearing just how big that that uh, championship would be. Uh, I, you know, they they know how much it means to the community, and it means to them. Obviously, that's their top goal. Uh, I gotta stick with them to to continue the hot streak and uh, work towards that goal. So the winner of that South Harrison versus Wheeling Central game will play the winner of the Midland Trail versus Summers County. Summers County, the 11th seed, dominated the 6th seed last week. Webster County, 28-0. Midland Trail, led by Thomas Ferris and Noah Miner, both running for more than 100 yards, beat Fayetteville 35-7. Uh, Midland Trail, only one loss all season, and they're a good team. And You know, I think their rushing attack is too much, and I think even though Summers County played a good Great game last week versus Webster County. I think Midland Trail is a more talented team and gets the victory this week over the 11 seed Summers County. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you here. Uh, I, I did pick um, Summers County to win last week against Webster County. Um, my, my reason being that I've, I've seen them do it before, but uh, Midland Trail, very talented team. Uh, I think that they're probably – the most underrated of the top four teams uh, in both in all triple A, double A, and single A. Uh, but and I'm going to pick them to to get another victory and advance on to the next round. All right, moving up to the top of the bracket, the four seed Tug Valley versus the five seed St. Mary's. Tug Valley needed a two point conversion stop in the la- final minutes of their game last week versus Pocahontas County to win 30 to 29. St. Mary's was tied at half in their game. But a strong second half led them to a 44 to 14 victory over Dodgers County, and both these teams are good teams. They both were challenged last week and had to face some adversity. St. Mary's, uh, the the champions last year, uh, traveling to Tug Valley this week, and you know I, I like St. Mary's. You know they 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 know how to win in the postseason. It was a good victory for Tug Valley last week. Uh, but I, I think St. Mary's gets the job done here on the road and beats Tug Valley. That was part of my original Final Four that we picked last week, so I got to stick with it and go with St. Mary's here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, St. Mary's. I have them in the championship actually. Uh, so you know they they won pretty handedly last week. I, I think that they uh, keep up the hot streak and um, and win again. All right. Next up, our last game of the weekend for us is the one seed East Hardy versus the nine seed Sherman. Uh, East Hardy survived a scare from who I picked as a dark horse in single A, the 16 seed Williamstown. Uh, Williamstown led late in that game, 10 to seven, but East Hardy ended up winning 14 to 10. Uh, Sherman, we talked a lot about their defense last week, and they continued and. They dominated Madonna 37-14. to And if East Hardy doesn't play a good game, Sherman can can uh, get a victory here. But East Hardy, I feel like after their scare last week, their players are going to be locked in and focused. And I think East Hardy comes out Saturday afternoon with a victory over Sherman. Yeah, wow. You're a uh, 16 team. Everybody probably thought that you were a little bit crazy for that. But golly, they, they played a good game. So that... That in itself, uh, I I applaud you for uh, being bold and making that prediction and uh, it, it becoming close. Uh, Sherman was my team to to uh, 
uh, make some noise and and potentially upset East Hardy. So I think that you know they got a tough road as a one seed. It w- it's not easy by any means, but I I do think that uh, East Hardy does advance and and go on to the final four. There we go. So there are all of our picks for this week's quarterfinal matchups, and all AAA, AA, and single A should be some exciting football indeed, and some great stuff across the Mountain State. Uh, more football is West Virginia University last week beating Kansas State 28-23. And for the second week in a row, the offense plays a great half and then goes scoreless in the second half. But the defense comes through and holds Kansas State to 23 and gets the victory. West Virginia's first victory in the Little Apple. That is Manhattan, Kansas over Bill Snyder and the Wildcats. So they move to 7-3. and three. I was shocked that they remained out of the college football playoff top 25. I mean, West Virginia has three losses this year to TCU, Oklahoma State, and Virginia Tech. And then you look at teams like NC State, who beat Boston College by three last week. And they're 7-3, and three, and they don't have as good as wins or losses as West Virginia. And they're at 19, so I don't really understand it. It seems like the college football playoff committee always shorthands the the Big 12, and speaking of that, I, I think Oklahoma should be either two or three. Definitely ahead of Clemson. Clemson at n- number two was a little foolish to me, but let's not get into that. Um, let's focus on the Mountaineers. And w- like John, I mean, we talk about it almost every week. These guys just can't seem to put in a full four quarters on both sides of the ball together. Good freaking night! You're you're right, and it, it's so so frustrating to uh, to see that. Um, it, it, gosh, like, what could this team do if if we could put uh, put together uh, four quarters? I mean, I, I don't know. We we'd probably have two more wins, uh, beating both TCU and Virginia Tech, and and be right in the uh, talk of the playoffs. So that's that's really frustrating for me. Um, I, I, I would just, I mean, I've, I've been, uh, uh, it's, it, it's just frustrating to talk about, but, um, a lot of positive to take away, um, especially from our offense, our defense, um, has stepped up David Long. Good night. We're going to be talking about him every single week, I feel like. And, and I'm so glad that, you know, uh, he's not going to. Uh, be a pro next year, and, and we'll have him for at least next year. Um, Dana said that uh, he compared him to one of Texas linebackers that's um, getting uh, some to- uh, some first round love. Uh, he said just long is about five inches shorter, but I don't care. He's a playmaker. Our defense has has saved us the past couple games because our offense has been really inefficient. But considering even the field position that Kansas State was in, um, it it just uh, I I uh, I give a round of applause to to our defense. Yeah, defense only gave up three points in the second half. Uh, f- first half, I mean, Will Greer was putting slinging it around. David Sills had that unbelievable catch in the corner of the end zone, and then the touchdown as time expired to Karan White. Uh, Greer just it was a great play by Will Greer. Uh, so the offense, uh, first half they looked great, and then like Iowa State. Second half, they were completely pretty, as you said, inefficient. So, I mean, you got Texas this week at home, the final home game of the year. Texas 
John coming, I don't want to bring it up again. Or actually, I do want to bring it up. Preseason, you were huge on Texas. I had them at like 10 wins. And here they are at 5-5. Five and five. West Virginia can't take a – or has to play some good football if they want to win. The Texas has a lot of talent, as everyone knows. And should be a good game Saturday at noon in Morgantown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Texas uh, being without their top corner – uh, Holton Hill, so I, I expect us to air it out. Um, and and yeah, you're right. I was I was very high on Texas before the year. Uh, they, while Holton Hill is out, you have Connor Williams, uh, offensive tackle, that is is uh, expected to come back, and and he's a guy that uh, it, by Matt Miller of Bleacher Report, um, it, it said that he could be a uh, a top five pick. So, and was the number one uh, overall tackle that he graded before the year. So, I mean, that's going to be a big addition for the, for them. And, and, you know, the Mountaineers are feeling good. Uh, got a little, lot of things going, senior day. But it, by no means will it be an easy game, I think. Very true. Uh, a funny st- or a cool stat for West Virginia that I saw this week was West Virginia has three 800-yard receivers this year, being uh, Jennings, Sills, and Cron White. The Big Ten and the Big Ten as a whole has one, and the SEC as a whole has one. So that's a pretty cool stat for the Mountaineers. Uh, wide receiver, you as you like to call him, John. Hey, hey! Remember before the year, I said anybody that has questions about our receivers, uh, don't. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not impressed. At, well, I mean, I guess I'm impressed, but. Uh, I, I'm not surprised by it. Uh, I think that you know our receivers. Uh, are, are getting a lot of love. Uh, we David Sills, my boy, uh, top ten, uh, the one of the final ten Blitnikov finalists. So, uh, and and that's that's crazy for me to think because uh, Karan is is killing it. Maybe has the best overall stats, and Gary Jennings has the most receptions. While Sills, he has the uh, touchdown numbers. So, um, th- that's just impressive in itself. Yeah, they really. They're. It's a very good trio that they all do something very well and it's it's fun to watch when that offense is clicking don't want to get ahead of myself but it's a good I feel like they have a good matchup versus Oklahoma but right now it's Texas week um I like them to beat Texas here and go to eight and three which is going which if that happens it'd be very impressive heading into the Oklahoma week the last week of the year um I like I like West Virginia here, and uh, hopefully they play four quarters of football and get a rather easy victory over the long. Yeah, run. this is this is one that um, obviously you want and have to win. We're gonna have to win if we want any shot at the Big Twelve uh, championship game. Of course, a little bit of chaos uh, is gonna have to happen for us to get in, but uh, it, it is still mathematically possible right now. It's down to four teams that can do it: us, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and TCU. With us being uh, furthest out, but obviously you have to win. You got Senior Day. You got a lot going. Vegas likes us, so I like us. I'm picking the Mountaineers. Yeah, that it is a little of a reach for West Virginia. West Virginia to reach that title game, they need a uh, Oklahoma State or TCU to lose and then beat Oklahoma. So I mean, it can happen. There's been crazier things to happen before, but it's still a long shot. But you know. West Virginia first just has to win their game. So hopefully they win this week and have an interesting matchup next week versus Oklahoma uh, on on Saturday 
next week. But, John, it wasn't all pretty for West Virginia University sports this weekend, or last weekend, sorry, as West Virginia kicked off their season in Germany and was very disappointing to Mountaineer fans. Uh, yeah, you're not kidding about that. Uh, we started off off hot, and, and my thought process during, during the first couple uh, minutes, Wesley Harris bangs a three, and I'm like, okay, you know, we're going to be fine without Issa. What depth issue? We're we're looking fine. We got up by 13, and then just a, a snap of the fingers, and oh boy, we're down. And it, it's not pretty. Uh, gosh, that that was a, a rough game to watch. Uh, I, I know I, uh, the Mountaineers got a, a very big victory. You saw more effort uh, I, because the Texas A&M game, you saw that um, they were just lacking of effort, especially late. Um, so, you know, obviously that's something that Huggins will not tolerate. Um, so, but the Mountaineers, uh, not a, not a big victory, but you, you like to see that. Um, you obviously expect more. I like to see a a little bit more chemistry between the team. Um, it's obvious that they haven't played, uh, together much as, especially in game scenarios. Um, some bright spots at times where you're like, okay, I can see this, but they got a long way to go. They definitely have a long way to go, and I mean, I don't want to create excuses for them because Texas A&M did too. Maybe the, all the traveling to Germany was, was an effect on them, but I mean, Texas A&M did it too, so I'm not going to use that. But yeah, they have a long way to go. It was a good victory last night over American. I Take that for what you will. It was good to see the effort. Not going to know a lot about this team until they play Virginia. Uh, that's their next, I guess, tough matchup. They play them at home, so hopefully the home crowd energizes them uh, Huggins I expect Huggins to get these guys ready to play and they started the season with a little bit of a slap in the a slap in the face and hopefully it wakes them up and makes them work hard and led by Carter and Miles leadership they um, start playing some better basketball in the next couple weeks yeah uh, uh, I'm fully expecting that uh, I'm not too worried I mean you look at early early season results from uh, teams that uh, uh, before have have gone on and had very successful seasons, and and they haven't started off the best. Um, so, and, and especially knowing Huggins, I, I'm I'm not really worried. Now, um, if we were to lose a, a couple games in the future, then I might, and we still look sloppy, then I might be a little bit concerned. But nah, not under Huggins. I, I feel good. Yeah, not ready to press the panic button yet, but. Wanted the fast start, didn't get it to the season, but hopefully they bounce back and get some victories in the next couple weeks. All right, John, um, moving on, you got a, a recruiting update for us. Okay, yeah, let's first start off with uh, a back-to-back recruit of the week, uh, Quantel Reigns. Uh, he uh, had, last week, he had three interceptions, uh, first week as a Mountaineer, the second week, Two more interceptions and forced fumble, but let me tell you how this went. Okay, so in the first half, uh, the the game was scoreless and Reigns uh, picked off a pass. So that's great. His team then went down and scored. They uh, went up six to nothing. Um, the score was uh, like that until the opposing team went down and scored and made the extra point. So their Aliquippa was now losing seven to six. They got the ball back. Uh, not Aliquippa, but uh, the opposing team. And they were getting ready to run out the clock. Four minutes left. Quantel Reigns comes in, forces a fumble. Aliquippa 
uh, gets the ball and recovers. They go down, they score, get the two-point conversion. They're up 14-7 to at that point. So the opposing team's going down a drive, uh, and Quantel Reigns gets his second interception, seals the deal, Aliquippa wins, and advances in the uh, playoffs. So he's obviously coming up clutch. That's So he's, he's well-deserving of our recruit of the week. That is taking over a game definitely right there. Uh, you love to see it. He seems to be a playmaker, and that's going to be nice to have in West Virginia's defensive future. Yeah, and uh, so some basketball recruiting news. Everybody now has uh, signed their letter of it, of intent to play for next year. Uh, that is Derek Culver, uh, who prepped last year or this this past year. Uh, because he did not have the grades for last recruiting class, but should be good to go. Also, Jordan McCabe, uh, a lot of people know uh, uh, he has the comparison to uh, White Chocolate, um, uh, Jason Williams, J- yeah, Jason Williams uh, from DuPont, uh, Brandon Moss's teammate, played in the NBA uh, just because of, of his handles. Uh, also, guard Trey Dooms is coming in and uh, forward Andrew Gordon. So all four of them have signed. Uh, that means that, you know, there's going to be an odd man out um, for basketball. Wondering how that's going to work out, but we will see. Um, and some football news that's breaking as we're actually recording that, that Martinsburg linebacker Tavis Lee has uh, committed to the Mountaineers. This is uh, big. They just offered him uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was – it was clear that the Mountaineers were going to be his top school, and it was only a matter of uh, when, not if. I don't think that there were any concerns by the Mountaineers of getting his commitment. So he committed uh, as we're recording this, so that would be yesterday. Um, and uh, congrats to him. Love seeing a West Virginia guy get an offer and, and commit to the home school, and this is this is big news for WVU. Yep, more in-state talent going to West Virginia next year. Love to see it. It's great for the state and great for the Mountaineers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and more to come, I think. I, you look at the 2018, 2019, 2019 class is very talented too. So, you know, uh, they're, they're going to have a, even a five star in it. Darnell Wright, um, currently rated a five star, four star Doug Nestor. It's going to be hard for the Mountaineers to get those, but the, the state definitely getting more, uh, more hype. All right, John, another good podcast in the books. Good stuff. Um, very excited for this weekend. Coming home, back to the Mountain State. I'll be back in West Virginia on Monday. Love that. Um, ready for Thanksgiving. But good stuff, John. Um, next week, John, we'll we'll be able to record together, right? Yeah. That's going to be very exciting. We'll be talking about the semifinals. We'll be talking about West Virginia versus Oklahoma, and I'm sure a lot more. So that's going to be excited. Join us for that. Um, thanks for listening here, and you'll hear us next week.